2: Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on Friday afternoon, December 15th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. Forging a family bond through shared financial goals. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, embrace a fresh start this January with new career possibilities. Explore AI boot camps and get ahead of the herd, whether you're changing roles or enhancing your current position. Joining us now on the Village of Bedford Park Business Line reminding you to bring your business home is Michelle Reisdorf, Chicago jobs expert with Robert Half in Chicago. Michelle, thanks for joining us today. Of course, uh, once Jan- once December clicks over into January, you see and hear all the commercials for uh, gyms, weight loss products. That's always uh, number one at the top of, of New Year's resolution lists is uh, to lose weight in the new year. Uh, where does finding a new job or making more money uh, fall on that spectrum? Spectrum.
0: It's pretty high on the list as well. You'll find that a lot of people do add that to their New Year's resolution, especially if, you know, maybe they're feeling burnt out at their current job or want to look for new opportunities. Um, you know, if they're looking to stay at their current job, it's a great time to also set that resolution to better your skills and, you know, um, maybe sign up for something like a boot camp.
2: Before uh, we talk about how you can go about uh, finding a job in January, it always seems like uh, the first thing you do is have that conversation with yourself about what you really want. Is it, are you jumping jumping the fence because you want more money, you want more responsibilities or different responsibilities or a better work-life balance? It seems like you have to figure that out before you uh, embark on your journey.
0: Yeah, you actually, and that's a really great point is, you know, before you make that jump, really sit down and think about, you know, what matters most to you? What do you love about your job? What do you dislike about your job? Could you change some of those things by simply addressing some of your concerns? Um, You know, what steps are you willing to take to achieve your career goals or find greater balance, right? What things will you do differently in the new year? And then, you know, honestly, just take some time to actually recharge and reflect. Um, You know, 2023 was a very, very busy year for all of us. And, you know, before you make those decisions in that burnt, burnt out mode, take the time to recharge and do so when you're really thinking, you know, kind of calmly about big changes in the new year.
2: Is January a good time to look for a job? Because I've talked to some people who say, no, they've made all of their hiring for the new year in December. And then there's another school of thought that says, yes, it is because they've received their new budgets.
0: Yeah, I would absolutely go with a second, um, which is, you know, 2024 is a new year. Um, Our reports show that 60% of companies plan to add new full-time jobs. Some of them are still trying to fill jobs from 2023 that they haven't filled. Um, 70% of companies are looking even to hire more contract workers, you know, to handle projects or workflows, whatnot. So it's, at the beginning of the year is always a great time to look for a new role.
2: And then lastly, let's talk about the wisdom of taking a uh, AI boot camp or, or, or some other course that could help you uh, sharpen or broaden your skill set because I know in the last year or so there's been a lot of anxiety about people losing their jobs to AI, and, and the great quote was, you're not going to lose your job to AI, you're going to lose your job to the person who knows AI.
0: Correct. Um, you know, what we have seen already in 2023 is that, you know, sure, some jobs have gone away, but actually AI has created many more jobs which do require a skills increase. So the beginning of the year, again, is always a great time to kind of assess where your current skills are, what new skills you'd like to learn, including AI, and to talk with your company or look for that new role that gives you the opportunity to get some training, better your skills, improve your resume, et cetera. And so people always, you know, just like you want to jump on um, and start working out in the new year, working out on your resume and actually improving your skills is a great way to start that new year.
2: Michelle Reisdorf, Chicago jobs expert with Robert Half in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up, uniting the family through shared financial objectives and aspirations. The WBBM
3: Noon Business Hour continues.
2: A great way to strengthen family ties is by setting a financial goal together, be it a dream vacation or a major purchase. Use it as a teaching moment where everyone has skin in the game. Joining us with some key advice is Chris Everett, fiduciary financial planner and president of Everett Wealth Solutions in Forest Park. Chris, thank you for joining us today. And is this an activity for families of any age or do the kids uh, have to be maybe high school age or in junior high uh, before you can uh, have this discussion and uh, set a goal that will have some meaning to them?
4: I think the sooner you start having this as a process in your family, the smarter everyone becomes about not only money, but about working together, right, building projects. I think it's an amazing idea. And if you haven't really thought about that before, perhaps this holiday season is the time to begin. I mean, think about building benefits of some joint financial project. Maybe it's a vacation. Sure, I get it. Maybe it's donating your time, talent and treasure to something bigger than yourselves, maybe an organization that needs some support. Who knows? Right. But whatever it is, just think about it when you come together as a family, you're donating your time, you're getting together, you're building teams, you're making a difference not only in some other organization but let's take your vacation example my goodness what about what a great conversation everybody gets to be involved you're sitting around the table and you're dream building and you're thinking about how it's going to go but then the reality sets in and it's like okay what's this going to cost how are we going to afford it you know if we're going to devote some of our treasure into a project like this What's it going to really mean and do for us as a family, whether it's for ourselves personally or someone else? I love this idea.
2: Now, one of the, the the big wins in this, in my mind, and I, I know this just from my own family experience, that uh, you're just here, there, and everywhere over the course of a week, whether it's school, whether it's going to activities, uh, whether if you, if you have kids in sports, you're driving to practices, you're going to games. So in sometimes it, it just takes an act of Congress to get uh, everybody in the same room at the same time for uh, more than a nanosecond. So it seems like just the win before you even set the goal or learn anything, anything, is putting some time on the schedule just to have everybody together in the same place.
4: Well, of course. But now think about it. It's the holiday. People are getting together. And even if they're not in the same building, you can throw up a Zoom meeting or something and let everybody kind of focus in and figure it out. I think this is the perfect season to start this project.
2: And then how do you structure this? Uh, you, 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 you block the time on the schedule. Everybody gets together. You, you come up with a goal. And then uh, what are some, some good, practical, incremental steps to accomplish that goal, whatever it is?
4: Like anything else, you have to schedule it. You have to hold each other accountable. Maybe you make someone the secretary of the group that reminds everyone, because depending upon your age, you're either going to remember or forget and continue to meet and work it out because i don't know what your project is but whatever it is if you continue to meet around the table or via zoom or whatever you can work out those details certainly the financial ones and how everyone's going to participate or just the whole purpose of why you're doing that in the first place because it's not just about financial accountability it's building teamwork you know what they say teamwork makes the dream work.
2: Yes, we say that all the time in our house, as a matter of fact. Chris Everett, fiduciary financial planner and president of Everett Wealth Solutions in Forest Park. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, Chicago's River North neighborhood welcomes a romantic extension of a popular New York City Italian favorite. Your daily transaction for useful information. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's part one of Entrepreneur Friday, and today we meet a serial entrepreneur who just to open a new Italian restaurant in the city's River North neighborhood. We welcome in Emil Stefkov, serial entrepreneur and founder of Oleo E. located at 445 North Dearborn in Chicago. Emil, thank you for joining us today. And uh, normally on Entrepreneur Friday, we talk with some people who this is their first business. And as they get towards opening their first business, it's a story of self-discovery. It is a story about finding the confidence within You, on the other hand, don't have that problem. You've started many businesses, and you actually cracked one of the most competitive restaurant markets, New York City, before bringing the concept here.
3: Thank you for the invitation. Honor to be here. Uh, Pleasure. And and, and just talk
2: about, you know, what, what led you to being a restaurateur after so many years in the tech space?
3: So, I mean, being in New York and being, uh, having our successful concepts in New York, uh, we wanted to go outside a little bit of New York and uh, expand our experience, and uh, Chicago felt like a very natural choice. Uh, I'm, I personally find Chicago very cool, very interesting city. I find it like a more polite version of New York, like uh, I would say maybe the original version of New York before becoming like a world city. And uh, I really enjoy being here. So uh, I hope we're going to kind of... Uh find mutual
2: love with chicago well email uh, flattery will get you everywhere uh, when you say that about uh, chicago and its people uh, what 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 talk, talk about the uh, oleo epu uh, concept i mean what uh, as far as italian restaurants are concerned you know what makes it unique uh, from the from the menu to the experience to the to the cocktails you know what 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 is it really what, what makes it stand out
3: so with the, we have three concepts in New York, French, Italian, and Japanese, and Olio being our first restaurant that we opened there like uh, 13, 14 years ago. With all of them, we try to uh, – our main, main thing is the authenticity we try to achieve. So with Olio Few we try to transcend people to a, a, a different era and a different place. So if you ever dream to have like a elegant Italian aunt who has a country, country house, uh, country villa in, uh, in, in Italy. Uh, this is what you can find with Olio because everything we do from the music to the ambience, to the lighting, to the little details and decorations and pots and everything. And then of course to the food that you can, you can have. The idea is that it transcends you somewhere there in Italy in a countryside. Like uh, we, we envision it like a, like a villa of an of a elegant lady. Uh, So this is what I think uh, puts us in a place with other very good restaurants in Chicago and as well in New York uh, who achieve that kind of level of authenticity. And so that's that's something that we we are striving for, and we believe we are good at.
2: And then, very quickly, Emil, uh, after so many years in the restaurant business, especially in New York, uh, what is the secret weapon of a successful restaurant group? Is it, uh is, is it the chef? Is it bringing in a partner who has experience? Uh, what what would you say? You know, really, is kind of the secret of your success.
3: I would say, like, things one. As I say always to our team, like we're into business of making people happy. So we happen to make them happy by serving food and by providing good service in a great ambience Uh, and uh, like relentless focus on guest happiness. So no matter what happens, because there are thousands of interactions every day between the staff and between the and between the guests, there is always something that can go wrong. But in the end, we have to make sure that the guest lives happy, no matter what happened. This is one thing. And another thing, which I think would be eventually the secret sauce, is the you create like a, hundreds of tangible, visible things when you create a restaurant, which goes from the food to the design to the decoration to ambience to lighting to location and like uh, uh, everything that you can touch it, feel it, see it, in order to create one, something which is invisible, intangible, which is the vibe of the place. So this is what I believe it, in the end our secret sauce. When you come to one of our restaurants, people really feel a good vibe, you know, and this is what we are trying to achieve by doing all these tangible things to achieve the intangible.
2: Emil Stefkoff of founder of Olio E. Pew in Chicago, thank you for joining us today.
3: Call from
4: mom. Answer it
5: minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with autopay pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge apply ctmobile.com
2: this is chicago's news traffic and weather station news radio 105.9 the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Two men who spent more than 40 years in prison for a double murder they did not commit are now free. More humanitarian aid will be flowing into Gaza as the war with Israel continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday and the ex- executive director celebrates, educates and connects innovators throughout the Chicago area. WBBM Business. The markets are mixed right now. The Dow is up 30 points, the Nasdaq up 47, the S&P 500 down just a fraction, 50 degrees at O'Hare under partly sunny skies at 1231, topping our news at the half hour. After 42 years in prison, Chicago cousins Jimmy Soto and David Ayala were ex- exonerated for a double murder they did not commit. The pair were convicted on an almost solely unwitness testimony that was later retracted. According to their lawyers, the family packed the fourth floor Cook County courtroom this week as a judge vacated. Their convictions, the family celebrating the pair walking free at last. And Jimmy Soto's sister told CBS2 she could not believe that it was finally happening.
6: I
7: can't even tell you all the time lost, and we're, we're going to make up for it. Unbelievable. I've been pinching myself all day. <laughs> it feels like I just can't. It's a dream.
2: The Cousins were exonerated in what's the longest-served wrongful conviction in state history. Israel opening another entry point to get humanitarian aid into Gaza. National
1: Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, who has been traveling in the region, says Israel has decided to open its border crossing at Karem Shalom for direct delivery of humanitarian assistance. In a statement, Sullivan says, in addition, the U.S. will continue to work closely with Egypt and other partners to continue delivery and distribution of humanitarian aid through the Rafa border crossing. He adds, we hope that this new opening will ease the congestion and help facilitate the delivery of life-saving assistance to those who need it urgently in Gaza. Linda Kenyon, CBS News, the White House. It's
2: 1232 as the Noon Business Hour continues. Markets are mixed right now. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director of Clearstead Advisors in New York. Jim, thank you for joining us today. Uh, This is uh, one of those triple witching days, Jim. So uh, can you really, uh, is intraday market activity a very, uh, uh, does it tell you a story today, or is it just a quirk of timing?
6: Yeah, no. Um, most observers think that the triple witching will not have a major effect, uh, that when you study the, uh, the the positioning of the various players, it, it could, it could uh, affect the last half hour or so, but it's not affecting trading to a material degree right now as we speak. So far, today is basically a little bit of a reality check from the euphoria created by Powell, uh, when uh, uh, the head of the New York Federal Reserve, Williams, this morning, uh, threw some cold ice on the, uh, uh, the timing of interest rate cuts, a little bit of a reality check. And the markets are just, uh, let's call it the, a good old-fashioned consolidation after a dramatic uh, move this week in anticipation of lower interest rates next year.
2: It seems like investors are placing their bets on the idea that uh, interest rates will be lower and that uh, the rate cuts will begin sooner rather than later. However, interesting piece on The Wall Street Journal this morning about how uh, the contrarians uh, have been correct the last couple of years because a year ago around this time, a lot of investors were placing their bets on the idea of the economy uh, tipping into recession in 2023 and that did not happen. And so uh, does the wisdom of crowds really apply here because uh, they've been wrong the last couple of years?
6: Yeah, well, the the markets clearly got carried away uh, this week. You know, the Fed came out and said that uh, their baseline is for three rate cuts uh, next year, and the markets immediately priced in seven. Uh, Now, they've taken some of that back today, but to get seven rate cuts next year, you, you either have to have an extraordinarily successful decline in inflation or a recession, neither, to, neither of which are likely. So uh, the reality is probably down the middle that uh, we will get some rate cuts last year, that they will be next year, that they will be later and more moderate than the markets had been assuming at the close yesterday yesterday. And that as we sit here today, it looks like the economy is going to continue to grow. Inflation is going to continue continue to ebb. As inflation ebbs and interest rates are where they are, they get progressively more tight. So the Fed will remove uh, uh, some of the tightening. And you'll probably get two or three interest rate cuts next year. And that's that's basically combined with a growing economy and growing profits. That's a rather benign outlook for equities.
2: And then uh, speaking of equities, uh, you know, there's been quite a rally for the last uh, almost two months now. Uh, the Dow trading, the, the Dow Jones Industrial Average trading above 37,000. Uh, in your estimation, are the markets properly valued or does it have some room to run?
6: Well, they're properly they're valued for now. Uh, I would think any further increase between now and the end of the year would be borrowing from next year that uh, the, the anticipation is for profits to grow between 5 and 10% next year. Uh, and all of the things being equal, that's probably a goal for the increase in equity prices next year. So we're in a reasonable place, not a fabulous place, but it looks like you're going to be able to make money in both stocks and bonds last year, which is a reversal of the last couple of years, uh, uh, 2022-21, where you basically had a tough time in both stocks and bonds.
2: Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director, Clearstead Advisors, based in New York. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, a look at Chicago's flourishing entrepreneurial and startup scene. Investing 60 minutes each weekday for planning for the future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday, Part 2. Chicago's innovation scene celebrated some groundbreaking ventures this year, from sesame milk pioneers to AI art. Defenders, We welcome in Luke Tannen, the executive director of uh, Chicago Innovation. Find him online at ChicagoInnovation.com. Luke, thank you for joining us today. And these were just some of the award winners crowned at the 22nd annual Chicago Innovation Awards not too long ago. And Luke, we had you on the program uh, earlier this year to preview the awards ceremony. But uh, there were three uh, companies that had some uh, fairly interesting ideas that were recognized by Chicago Innovation.
7: Yes, and thanks for having me on, Rob. Was three out of 22 amazing winners that we honored just a few weeks ago at the 22nd Annual Chicago Innovation Awards. It was a sold-out event at, of 750 people at the UIC Forum, and we were fortunate to have uh, people like the mayor, governor, Cook County president, and secretary of state all come and, and welcome the crowd. And what I love about all the winners is they truly cut across all industries. There's big companies, there's startups, there's for-profits and non-profits. High tech, low tech, and no tech. And so I you know, I can talk about all of them, but I know you mentioned a few. So I'll start with the Planting Hope Company, just so let people know what that one's all about. Now, th- there's all kinds of milk alternatives today. You know, soy, oat, almond, cashew, rice, you name it. But has there been plant milk made from sesame seeds? Not until the planting hope company launched Hope and Sesame Sesame milk. And you know what? Here's why this matters. Sesame It's ultra nutritious, it's delicious, it's amazingly sustainable, it thrives in hot, dry conditions all around the world, and it doesn't need a lot of water um, in order to generate a great yield. And the company's growth is really surging. They they went public on the Toronto Stock Exchange, and they even recently acquired the Argo Tea Chain, which gives them a well-known retail brand. To sell their products.
2: So this is a case of uh, of the Chicago Innovation Awards. This is uh, recognizing an innovative firm before it kind of goes on its rocket ride to success. Uh, where and it's already there, it seems in the case of the Planting Hope Company and Sesame Milk. The next one is interesting because uh, I have a box full of uh, of uh, of Topps baseball cards uh, in in my old in my old childhood bedroom in Beverly, and I'm sure a lot of other people are sitting on top of uh, baseball cards they collected from when they were kids and this next company can really help them out
7: yes rob mine are all in my mom's garage in connecticut so i'm right there with you and there's a chicago company called Ludix, which really has been solving a key frustration that many sports and trading card collectors face which is which is not knowing what their card is worth and not knowing how to sell it so utilizing artificial intelligence Ludix, they're the fastest and most accurate sports and trading card scanning app and includes an industry first feature that lets collectors scan their card from their phone quickly identify the value of their card, and easily list it on eBay. They've got 250,000 users. They've raised $8 million this year to fuel its growth. And, and one of its largest investors, uh, both in size as well as financial uh, commitment, is Brian Urlacher. So not only is Brian Urlacher a linebacker, he's a financial backer, too.
2: Yeah, utilizing that uh, bears and or hair replacement billboard money. exactly. And then on the artificial intelligence and authenticity track, uh, the the University of Chicago has a new uh, AI tool that can uh, really help out uh, what's turning into an emerging issue in the ethics of artificial intelligence.
7: Yeah, so University of Chicago's Sand Lab uh, was one of the winners. And artists today, they're threatened by invasive uses of generative AI that can be trained to replicate an artist's style and reproduce it for free. So to solve this problem, um, UFC developed Glaze, and it's a first-of-its-kind tool, and this is how it works. It makes tiny changes to the digital pixels of uploaded art. Now, these tiny changes, they are barely visible to the human eye, so the art looks as it's supposed to, to you and to me, but the change in pixels prevents AI from being able to copy it. Isn't that fascinating?
2: Well, it's also uh, very, very useful and and certainly uh, very helpful in terms of uh, making sure uh, things remain authentic. We thank you very much, Luke Tannen, Executive Director of Chicago Innovation, with the uh, latest uh, companies and ideas uh, recognized by the Chicago Innovation Awards. Coming up next, unlocking the art of enjoying retirement savings with strategic spending. Discussing the news affecting your money. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Navigating the transition from saving to spending in retirement can often be daunting joining us with some key advice is Shane Gornick partner and certified financial planner of forefront financial planning in Downers Grove find him online at preparemyretirement.com Shane thanks for joining us today and the, the message that we send about uh, saving for retirement and just how important this is uh, can leave your head spinning at the end of the day because you spend decades saving. You're putting everything into retirement accounts, making sure you can afford the good life uh, once you get the gold watch and close the office for good. But then uh, when, when it comes time to actually spend that money, you feel almost guilty doing it.
5: Yes, and it's, it's something that we run into all the time. Uh, an analogy that we like to use with our clients is, if you were to climb Mount Everest, what's your ultimate goal? And I think a lot of people would answer that question to get to the top, which is part of the goal. But I would argue that the ultimate goal is to make it to the top and make it back down in one piece. And so making it to the top is getting to retirement, making it back down in one piece is making it through retirement and doing withdrawals to live off of and making sure your money lasts as long as you do. And, and what we see is you spend your whole working life focusing on getting to the top, but making it back down in one piece, learning and knowing how to spend the money and how much and where it comes from can be daunting. And when, you've, when it's been drilled in your head for decades, save, 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 grow, invest, You're right. They feel very guilty withdrawing from the accounts. And so so it is an adjustment, but it is something that uh, is equally as important as saving, because if you saved all that money and you don't use it, What's the point?
2: And it's almost like this is where you, as the financial planner, have to take off the financial planning hat and put on the psychologist hat. Because if, if you are in retirement and you want to make sure your savings go as long as they do, you know, you hear stories about people you know living until they're 100. How do you make it last for 35 years? You hear about, uh, you know, maybe there's a market downturn. Maybe the market goes way up. So what's kind of a good rule of thumb when it comes to uh, spending in retirement and also spending on big-ticket items?
5: great question so when it comes to spending in retirement uh, advice that we give our clients is that you haven't retired already work with a financial advisor like we do with our clients ahead of time before you're in retirement so that you can see this is exactly how much I can withdraw on a monthly or annual basis uh, to meet my expenses also work with them to figure out how much discretionary there is on top of just the regular stuff. So if there is a big ticket item, uh, you can, you can have a plan for it. So you feel much more confidence because uh, one thing that we, we find is a lot of people, you think they're really excited about retiring, but when they retire, it's actually very nerve wracking and create a lot of anxiety because you're, that's the money that you have. And How you withdraw the money and how you plan for it and feeling good about using the money you have, that's all a part of retirement, and it's a big adjustment for a lot of people.
2: Shane Gornick, Partner and Certified Financial Planner, Forefront Financial Planning in Downers Grove, thank you for joining us today.